Welcome into the Y'all Show. Talk with a southern accent here on this Thursday edition of the All Southern Program. We are South-centric here on this program, and glad to have you aboard. I'm John Rawl. Our website is y'all.com, Y-A-L-L.com. We try to make it as simple as, as pumpkin pie here for you, y'all.com. On Twitter, we can be found at Y'all Show. On Instagram, Y'all Show. Our number, 803-816-1170-803-816-1170. You can call or text, text, text us. Just a little texty, 803-816-1170. That's how you can get in touch with us. And we want to hear from you here on the All Southern Program. On this Thursday edition of Y'all, we'll have headlines here that we'll go through in just a gif, but also later this hour, we'll tell you about the festive South. We've got some places you might want to go ahead and go ahead and plan it out on your calendar as a possibility here in the month of January. We've got some cool things going on in the region, and we will discuss that later this hour in our festive South. And there may be some festivals going on, which is a little sketchy. To have a festival in the wintertime, because you never know when Mother Nature may get in the way. But sure enough, a lot of towns across the South do indeed either have festivals or events going on. And we've got a list of those that we'll run through a little later in the hour and tell you all about in our Festive South feature. When we turn the page to hour two of today's Y'all Show, we have some new books that are out right now or just about to come out. And we'll tell you about these half dozen Books that are hitting bookstores real soon, if not there already. And that feature coming up at the start of Hour 2. And then we will segue to football talk. And the Southeastern Conference is what we always spotlight here on Thursdays. And we'll talk about the collapse of Mount Saban. And Nick Saban's team was just embarrassed in the national championship game. And frankly, the score could have even been worse if Clemson would have wanted to pile on the points. But we already are seeing some possible changes with the quarterback situation in Tuscaloosa. We'll tell you about that. We'll hear from our friend Ryan Fowler. Not on the telephone, but we've got a listen-in of Ryan's radio show that he does each and every day in Tuscaloosa on Tide Radio 102.3, I think it is, possibly 102.9. And it, and we're going to listen in and hear what the fans have to say about what happened at the Levi's Stadium game against Clemson. Plus, we got some audio from ESPN, and we're going to listen to the biggest Alabama homer of them all, at least according to a lot of people. And, and it's not Ryan Fowler. It's Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> and we've got some reaction that he gave following the route Clemson put on Alabama. So we'll have all that in our SEC Spotlight. Then we're going to tell you about some recruiting news and notes as National Signing Day is just around the corner, the second National Signing Day in the college sports calendar. That will be the first Wednesday in February. We've got the rankings of all 14 SEC schools and the star count and such. So we'll kind of go through that in hour two, our SEC Spotlight. And then we're going to talk about SEC basketball. Believe it or not, things are pretty good in the SEC from a basketball perspective. We just had a big upset this week in conference play as the Gamecocks pulled off a big win in SEC. And they are 2-0 and 
in the SEC. A team that had been struggling prior to conference play. Frank Barton's ball club doing good. And of course, Tennessee's doing real good too. We'll talk about the Vols, the Gamecocks, and everybody else in college basketball on the SEC side of things when we have our SEC spotlight in Hour 2. Right now, we begin our headlines with the North Carolina bathroom brouhaha. But no, this isn't about a law or other changes that have happened in that state after they had that law go down a couple years ago and it caused all kinds of problems. We actually touched on this on the Wednesday Y'all Show. But get this, police in North Carolina say two women sexually assaulted a transgender woman at a Raleigh bar. And it appears 38-year-old Amber Harrell and 31-year-old Jessica Fowler are charged with second-degree kidnapping and sexual battery. The women told Raleigh PD that uh, they were inside the bar's bathroom a couple of weeks ago when Harrell and Fowler started verbally abusing this transgender person, exposed themselves, and started touching her. The transgender woman says Harold and Fowler continued to assault her outside the bathroom and ignored her and the bartender's orders to stop. The two women were released on bond, and it's unclear if they have lawyers. Of course, public bathrooms became a flashpoint in the state of North Carolina after Republican lawmakers in 2016 required transgender people to use rooms matching their birth certificates. The requirement was rescinded last year. And frankly, after reading this, I don't know if the transgendered person was a former boy that's now a woman or a woman that's now a boy that went into the women's bathroom. Not sure. But these two being in in, in the Huskow for assaulting this transgendered woman in North Carolina. Now, more bathroom talk. This coming from Texas, as this week, Republican leaders in that state say that the failed bathroom bill in 2017 that targeted transgendered individuals and upended the legislature that year is not coming back in front of them. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick this week called the issue settled and claimed victory, even though two attempts to restrict bathroom access for transgender persons never passed last session. Remember, Texas, they only meet in Austin every other year. So when we say that this was a failed bill in 2017, they didn't meet in 2018. Now they're back in Austin in 2018, 2019, rather, and in session. And Texas says that they're done with bathroom talk. Probably, probably a good idea. The new House Speaker, Dennis Bonin, said he's not interested in another try. Corporate heavyweights from Amazon to IBM lined up back in 2017 against the efforts, which erupted into one of the most high-profile bills in any U.S. legislature at the time. One proposal back then would have required transgender people to use public bathrooms corresponding to the gender, gender on their birth certificates. And, of course, that was all going on at the same time North Carolina the previous year had their bathroom bill, and it cost them a lot of money and lost revenue, and they ended up not only rescinding the law, but I think it was the bathroom bill that led North Carolina to have the election of a Democrat, Roy Cooper, to his office in Raleigh. Bathroom talk, back on the y'all show. Speaking of state politics, Nathan Deal, he is giving up his seat as the governor of Georgia on Monday. They're having the swearing in 
of the new governor of Georgia on Monday at Georgia Tech. I'm not sure why they're not doing that at the Capitol, but that is where they will have the swearing-in of the new governor of Georgia. But Nathan Deal is off to be a teacher in his post-governor life, and he has agreed to be a regent's professor, and he'll hold occasional lectures at the University of Georgia in Athens, as well as other schools in the University of System of Georgia. And that will start March 1st. And that will last for three years. I wonder if he's getting paid a lot of money for that. Hey, that's a good way to be a professor is be a governor first. I think there's probably an easier way if you want to be a professor to be that as opposed to trying to be elected to statewide office. But this was Nathan Deal's idea. And he finished his second term here this week. He's been in office for eight years. And the University System of Georgia Chancellor Steve Wrigley says it's a wonderful opportunity for students to learn from Deal. And oh, yeah, we have a salary amount. Nathan Deal will earn $120,000 a year for being this professor in the University System of Georgia, bouncing around holding lectures. That seems like a lot of money for probably something that's not even a part-time job. Of course, he was the chief executive of the state. But, uh, I, guess, I guess they got a lot of money in Georgia. They want to throw around. The former mayor of Birmingham, Larry Langford, has died at the age of 72. Now, he has been in the news a lot, both during his time in office and after office, as he rose from poverty in Birmingham in a housing project to go on to be a very dynamic politician, winning the top office in Birmingham and in Jefferson County. And then he lost all of it when he was convicted of public corruption. And he died earlier this week at a Birmingham hospital where he had been admitted a few weeks earlier after a federal judge reduced his sentence and allowed him to be transferred from a federal prison hospital in Lexington, Kentucky. And he's now dead at the age of 72. Larry Langford, if you've been in Birmingham or anywhere around Alabama politics, you'll remember his time in Jefferson County and in Birmingham when he was leading that city, a city that has had its share of problems through the years. But a former member of the U.S. Air Force in the late 60s, he was there and went on to be on the Birmingham City Council. Langford was Birmingham's 30th mayor, And he served a very short term in office from November of 2007 to October of 2009. As we said, he faced a major scandal there and and left office. But Larry Langford, dead at the age of 72 in Alabama. Also in the state of Alabama, nearly all school superintendents there are earning six-figure salaries, according to a new report that is out. The statewide average pay for superintendents is $140,000 a year, and that's more than three times the 2017 median Alabama household income of $46,000 a year. And this data comes from the State Department of Education. There's 137 school superintendents in the heart of Dixie. And what about teachers? They just received a 2.5% pay raise on October 1st in Alabama. Average teacher salary was just under $50,000 a year for the 2017-18 school year. The average school principal salary in Alabama was nearly $89,000 a year. Okay, so I I think that's pretty good money for a job that essentially is nine months a year. 
and I don't want to bash teachers. I know how important education is, but sometimes we get, we keep hearing more and more while we need to fund schools and our teachers need to be paid more. Do they always need that? I mean, when superintendents make $140,000 a year on average in Alabama, which is kind of a poor state, as most southern states are kind of poor, that's that's a lot of money. And teachers, $50,000 a year, roughly, that's nothing to sneeze at for a job that many of them work, like I said, about nine months a year. And every teacher that goes into the profession knows that if they want to be rich and be millionaires, well, you don't want to be a teacher. You want to go do something else in your life besides teach. But it's a good income. That's a good $50,000 a year. Now, that's more than I've made most of my life, $50,000 a year to be a teacher nine months a year. So I I don't have a lot of sympathy when they try to raise taxes for teachers because a lot of teachers, at, 50, at least in Alabama, $50,000 a year ain't bad. Now, are teachers deserving of more? In some cases, yes. But let's not all be fooled when I know there's been movements in some states to raise the, the state tax or have a state initiative to fund a big ballot initiative. And I've seen those things go down in flames. The overall public does not want to pay more for education if they don't have to. And so, yeah, that's, that's from Alabama. I don't know the data from other states. Now I, I should have had my research here. I would love to compare $50,000 a year for a teacher to what firemen make, policemen make, and what our military makes. I don't think the average salary for policemen, firemen, and maybe military are $50,000 a year on average. Again, just something to think about. Every state's different. So your state could be dramatically less than $50,000 a year if you're a teacher. And if, if that's the case, you don't have to fire angry letters my way. But that's not bad money. Not bad. Could be better. Could be better. But not bad for a nine-month-a-year job. Remember that. All right, our final story in Alabama before we take a break. Four men have been accused of deer poaching in that state. That's not normally something that brings headlines here on the Y'all Show. But it happened on Interstate 459. And now these four are in custody, but they're in custody with U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Why didn't Donald Trump talk about this Tuesday night when he made his State of the Union address? He should have talked about not people killing each other or killing innocent Americans here in the country that are here illegally doing that. But what about the illegals that are poaching deer along I-459? And this happened between Highway 150 and the River Chase Galleria exits. Hey, if you've ever been on I-459, it's a well-traveled road. And it's right by the Galleria. I don't know why a deer would even be there. But sure enough, these four apprehended and they're all in the country illegally. And, I mean, even the illegals in Alabama are doing redneck stupid stuff. They should have gone to an Alabama public school and gotten an education from someone making $50,000 a year. Maybe they wouldn't have this problem along I-459 in Hoover, Alabama. Well, that's half of our headlines for today. When we come back, we've got more goodies you don't want to miss out. Plus, we have... Later this hour, a look at some festivals going on 
going on in Dixie that you may want to pencil in before the month of January is up. This is the Y'all Show. Hang on, y'all. Your skin does a lot for you. It endures the cold and sun and nights when you sleep with your makeup on. Tell it you love it back during the Love Your Skin event at Ulta Beauty with brands like Philosophy, Dermalogica, and Clinique. All 50% off with daily beauty steals. Plus, licensed skin experts will give your skin the love it deserves with customized facial treatments that fit your needs and goals. Hurry in now through January 26th for a gift with purchase from brands like Mario Badescu, Peter Thomas Roth, and Murad. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Shaquille O'Neal here. If you battle back or hip pain or knee or shoulder pain, you don't have to tough it out. You can just turn it off with Smart Relief from Icy Hot. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that safely block pain at the nerve level. It's simple, easy to use, and it's been clinically tested to start providing immediate relief for hours, even after you turn it off. So if you're battling pain, let Icy Hot help you win that battle. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Use only as directed. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com Back into the Y'all Show, talk with a Southern accent with John Rawl. And again, our number 803-816-1170. If you've got something you need to text us and get something off your chest. During the break, I actually did a little bit of research and found out the average incomes of those three professions that I just mentioned that I did not know what they were on a U.S. average. Not a Southern average, but a U.S. average, which probably means it's actually lower in the South. We were just talking in the previous segment that in Alabama... The average teacher's pay is 49000 almost $50,000. So what do an average policeman in the U.S. make? Well, that is right around the same numbers, right at $50,000 a year, the average police pay. Fireman pay, what does a fireman make on average in the United States? Around $43,000, according to what I found off the good old interweb. And finally, if you're in the United States Army, and I'm not talking E1, E2, we're going to go up to, I think, E6, an E6 staff sergeant's monthly salary. If you multiply it by 12 at the highest level, the highest amount they can make is $3,944 a month if you're an E6. And that totals $47,000 a year. So an E6 in the Army with 
years of experience still makes less than a nine-month-year teacher job. And again, we love our teachers. They are very important, without a doubt. But you might not know how, at least in Alabama, how their average salary stacks up against our military. Maybe our military needs to be paid more. Certainly firemen, perhaps, should be paid more. But do we have the money? Every state has a different budget. So just educating you all here on the Y'all Show, doing a little in-the-break research here for you. Now, let's talk about a guy who made more than $50,000 a year, I'm sure, but that still wasn't enough. As the CEO of the Greenwood, South Carolina newspaper, who has now left that position, has pleaded guilty to stealing $17,000 from the newspaper. That's hard to believe. $17,000. He was the CEO of the newspaper, and he's now pleading guilty to stealing that from the Index Journal in Greenwood, SC. 62-year-old Ed Gunderson pleaded guilty this week to breach of trust, and he's been sentenced to five years of probation and been ordered to pay the newspaper back the $17,000. His lawyer says his client did not mean to steal the money and intended to pay the money back before he was fired in August 2017. Huh, okay. Well, why did you steal $17,000? That's a news story right there. I wonder if that made front page right there at the Index Journal in Greenwood. Hey, all of our ornithologists out there, here's a story just for you. Two billion birds are making their way to the Gulf during this time of year. As this new study suggests that that 2.1 billion, with a B, birds, have migrated through the Gulf Coast region, and they go each spring heading from Central and South America to proving to, to breeding grounds in the U.S. and Canada. Now, of course, they go south in the fall, and they come back in the spring, these birds. And I don't know if that includes ducks, what kind of birds they're talking about there. I will tell you from firsthand experience that at Christmas time, I made my west westward voyage, as you all know, and... We all know that Arkansas is the home of great duck hunting. And when I, as soon as I crossed the Mississippi into Arkansas, every mud puddle, and there's a lot of big mud puddles, they're really kind of small lakes, to be honest. Every mud puddle I saw in the Arkansas Delta was slam packed with ducks. It was a duck hunter's fantasy. Now, I was just going down the road, not looking to harvest a duck, but at least in late December, ducks were all over Arkansas, and I'm sure that would have been the case in Mississippi and other places as they were making their way south. But when they returned north here, two billion birds, part of the Gulf migration. In case you're wondering, if you go to the bar tonight and they've got that question as part of the trivia You'll know that and you'll feel smarter about yourself. <laughs> uh, we don't have a whole lot of bird talk here on the all show. We probably have people shooting birds at us, but we don't have bird talk. By the way, on another outdoor story in just a few minutes, I'm going to tell you about, uh, it's kind of a sad story, but it's a bizarre story about someone that went hunting in Mississippi, a former LSU football player, and you're not going to believe how he got shot. He's he's alive. He's okay but you're not going to believe this story. Too good to be true. And we'll tell you about that momentarily. Speaking of the Magnolia State, 
the first black Catholic bishop in the entire United States has died in Biloxi. As the Diocese of Biloxi says, Bishop Joseph Howells died Wednesday at the age of 95. And he was in the Gulf Coast area and was there leading the diocese from 1977 until 2001. He was raised a Baptist and then converted to Methodism. I have a hard time saying that one. I can tell you about birds. Just don't know my religion. No, I know it's it's Methodist, but yeah, Methodist. He became a Methodist, and then he was converted to a Catholic in 1959. Became a priest, and went on to serve in dioceses in Jackson, Mississippi, and Biloxi. And Pope Paul the Sixth named Howells to lead the Biloxi deal. They call that a diocese. Yeah, say I'm not Catholic, so I apologize for our Catholic listeners out there not knowing all the terminology in the church but he has died at the age of 95 he was a native of daphne alabama on the eastern shore of mobile bay the bishop joseph house dead at the age of 95 well tuesday of this week was elvis presley's birthday he would have been 84 years old if he was still alive well also this week in the bluff city of memphis Jewelry, clothing, and other Elvis-related memorabilia were sold at an auction as Elvis Presley Enterprises held the auction at the Guesthouse Graceland, and it netted more than $600,000 on Elvis's birthday. And the Guesthouse Hotel is located steps from the Graceland home where the singer lived in Memphis. Of course, he's buried there on the Graceland grounds. Included in the auction... Graceland says a red velvet shirt likely worn on stage by Presley at a 1956 show in Tupelo, Mississippi. That's the famous show where you often see the youngsters in the audience screaming and the RCA radio, RCA records dog is up on the stage. Great photo of Elvis. I I think that was a benefit concert too, from what I remember hearing about that. Uh, A friend of mine, A late friend of mine, Billy Brewer, the former head coach at Ole Miss, his late wife, Kay Brewer, is one of the ladies pictured there screaming and acting crazy in 1956 there in Tupelo. That was prior to marrying Coach Brewer, Billy Dog Brewer, Ole Miss coach from 1983 to 1993 in Oxford. But yeah, I think she was from Columbus, Mississippi and just happened to go up there for that show. And she's right there captured in attorney. I'm, I'm looking at a picture of it right here as that picture was once the cover of one of the issues of Y'all Magazine. And you can go to our website, y'all.com, and see the exact same picture. Check out all of our available issues at y'all.com of Y'all, the magazine of Southern people. I'm looking at it right now. Beautiful picture of Elvis in 1956. But that shirt sold for $37,500. A gold and diamond ring that Presley wore on stage and gave to his father sold for $30,000. And a ring Presley gave to a singer, J.D. Sumner, sold for $22,500. J.D. Sumner and the Stamps, who were backup singers to Elvis, they were a big part of his sound. A winter ski jacket and a Love Me Tender Theater lobby standee were also sold. But a lot of money coming in at Graceland at the Elvis Presley auction this week. Also in Memphis, hey, 
They're not auctioning off the Lisa Marie, if you know what that is. That's the famous plane that Elvis often flew in from Memphis to Las Vegas and other places around the country. That's on display there on the grounds of Graceland. But a new airline is launching in Memphis, and it will offer nonstop flights to Austin, Texas, and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And these flights will begin on June 25th via airlines is the airlines that will be doing this. And the flights will run four times per week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. And VIA becomes the 10th passenger airline to offer flights at Memphis International Airport. So if you live in the Mid-South and you want to go to a place like Austin, which is a cool place to go, or up to Pittsburgh, well, you have a new option, a nonstop flight via, (laughs) via, via airlines. Or perhaps if you're in those cities or those areas, In Austin, the capital of Texas, if you want to come to the Bluff City and check out Graceland or go into the other states like Arkansas or go down into Mississippi and hang out and get some tamales or go over to Jackson, Tennessee, where this amazing radio station booms across West Tennessee, WTJS FM 93.1, the talk of Jackson, and check out all the Carl Perkins memorabilia and such in the Jackson and West Tennessee area, hey, you've got a new option thanks to Via Airlines. Here we go again. The Nevada Board of Geographic Names has voted unanimously to recommend to a federal panel in charge of making decisions about national parks and such, they want to rename Jefferson Davis Peak there in Nevada. They want to change it to the Shoshone name Doso Dayabi which means White Mountain in the native dialect. This mountain's been named that since Jefferson Davis was actually Secretary of War. That's when the name of the mountain was originally cast there in Nevada. A lot of people may not realize that. That that title now is the Secretary of Defense, but it used to be called Secretary of War, and Jefferson Davis of Mississippi held that position prior to becoming President of the Confederate States. But now, in Nevada, at least this board's recommending that the name Jeff Davis Peak be changed to a local tribal name. And now to that crazy hunting story I promised. We go to Eagle Lake, Mississippi, and a former LSU Tiger football offensive lineman, Matt Branch. He played for the Tigers in 2009-2010, a native of Monroe, Louisiana. He was accidentally shot by his dog while he was duck hunting there just north of Vicksburg, Mississippi. And as a result of this accident, he's had part of his left leg amputated. According to his friend, Micah Heckford, they were on a duck hunting trip there at Eagle Lake when the incident occurred. And the group had been going there about six or seven years to hunt. And they'd been having fun. And for some unexplained reason, the dog set off a gun and it hit him. The shotgun blast hit him, which he had left loaded in the bed of his pickup truck. And the Labrador named Tito jumped into the truck, stepped on the safety of Branch's shotgun and pulled the trigger. And a 12 gauge shotgun shell tore through the side of the truck and hit Branch's left thigh. Scary situation. A blood donation drive was held earlier this week in Baton Rouge, which is where Branch lives now, 
but this former LSU football player shot in the leg and part of his leg amputated because of his hunting dog, Tito. A principal in Tennessee is being criticized after throwing a mock funeral in order to inspire teachers. This happened at the Getwell Elementary School in Memphis. And this was a mock funeral of a baby. Principal Tina Smith reportedly said she held the mock funeral as a way to push teachers to work harder, but the idea did not pan out. Photos of the event show a casket with a baby doll inside. Flyers at the event said, in loving memory of Mrs. Two to Three Years Behind. <laughs> okay, well, at least she's trying to do the right thing. I don't know if that's quite the, the correct way to do it there at Getwell Elementary School in Memphis, but a mock funeral to inspire teachers. Maybe they don't need $50,000 a year. They just need a, a mock funeral to inspire. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, another hunting story. In Oklahoma, a game warden catches a poacher via a dating app. A woman in Oklahoma was looking for love in all the right places, it appears, but it ended up being the wrong place. And she got more than what she bargained for when she shared on the dating app her thrill about illegally shooting a big O, and I got to quote this, quote, B-I-G-O space B-U-C-K, a big O buck on a dating app and a state game warden saw it. Oklahoma game warden Cannon Harrison uncovered the poaching in a conversation on Bumble. There's an app for you to check out. With a McIntosh County woman, and she talked about using a spotlight to shoot the deer at night outside of the rifle season, and the woman only harvested the head and back strap meat, and she sent Harrison pictures as proof. The woman's now pleaded guilty to charges of improper possession of an illegally taken animal and taking game out of season, and she and an accomplice faced $2,400 in fines. And this was posted on the Oklahoma Game Warden's Facebook page Sunday night. So as if you need to not uh, go on sites like Facebook and put stupid stuff and Twitter stupid stuff, even on dating apps you can get busted doing and saying and putting pictures of idiotic things. And this one... She won't be getting any dates if she's going to be in prison behind bars for poaching deer. And our last story comes from Florida, and I like the sound of this. Pizza Hut, they're thinking outside of the box, or should I say outside of the six-pack. Just in time for the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks, Pizza Hut is expanding its beer delivery program to nearly 300 restaurants, including ones in Florida and North Carolina. Pizza Hut has this as a second phase of its innovative beer delivery program. And the Super Bowl is the restaurant chain's busiest delivery day. And this program, well, if you you purchase a six-pack of beer, free delivery is made available in these participating markets. And I guess you can get a pizza, too. Pizza and beer, for a lot of people, that's the perfect combination. And if you're lucky enough to live in Florida and North Carolina, where... These roughly 300 restaurants participating have this package deal. Order you a six-pack, and they'll throw in the delivery. But you got to give them a tip. Don't forget about our people doing deliveries all over the place. And a good tip for a pizza, too. I have an issue with Pizza Hut. They have some strange ways of doing things. If you call in and or order online, it's a lot different than going to the counter. And I've found that going to the counter, unlike some other chains, you actually 
end up paying more money. I, I know every chain, every every location may be different, but just if you're going to be dealing with Pizza Hut, if you're going to spend your hard-earned money with Pizza Hut, you might want to make sure you you go with the best option. To, if money matters to you, if money means nothing, then just blow it all on pizza and beer. <laughs> I like the sound of that. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to have our Festive South. We're going to take a look at some great festivals going on here in the month of January. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You can go check out all kind of fun here in the month of January. That's ahead. Stay with us, y'all. Let's observe the inflatable noodle man. His constant undulating entices people to look at me, look at me. He's tireless and brainless. A literal airhead. Curiously, however, the inflatable noodle man, when hearing that Geico not only saves people money, but also has an award-winning app that makes it easy to manage one's policy, he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Just ask an inflatable noodle man. Carefully, they are unpredictable creatures. Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10 to 15 minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. I was amazed that I could start having real life conversations right away. It was so fast. Now I'm speaking Spanish. Woohoo! <laughs> no wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language, like Spanish, French, or more. You can try Babbel for free. Go to Babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, or download the app to try it for free. That's Babbel.com. Hey, this is Shaq. When I was playing ball, our team doctors helped me overcome pain with something called TENS therapy. And Icy Hot Smart Relief is that same kind of therapy. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that immediately start blocking pain. Back, hip, knee, or shoulder pain. Even works for hours after you turn it off. Man, this Smart Relief so smart, they should call it Shaq Relief. Oh, I like that one. Somebody write that down for me. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Get my lawyer on the phone. You need to patent that. Use only as directed. I didn't say we wouldn't hurt anymore. That's how you learn. You just get burned. We don't have to feel like dirt anymore. Though love's not hurt. Baby, it's our turn. We were always looking for tuna. With our heads in the clouds. Just a little off course. But I left that motor running. Now if you're feeling Well, hello there. Welcome back to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a southern accent. We've got football talk and book talk coming up in hour two. What a combination. That's what we do here on the Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl. Pleased to have you joining us here. And thank you for locking us in on your radio and or podcast dial, whatever the option is you use to get us. We sure appreciate it. Now we have Festive South. We just heard Susie Bagas singing, Drive South. Hey, come on, baby, drive south. Well, you're already south 
But if you want to go further south, there are some maybe good choices. And unless you live in Key West, I guess you can't go further south than that. But yeah, all over the southeast, even in the month of January, there are some things going on. And we want to tell you about it here on the Y'all Show and our Festive South feature. On the other end of Florida, from Key West, you'll find Perdido Key. And I am sorry to tell you this, in case you were planning on it here in the month of January. You just missed out on the annual polar bear dip. That was held January 1st. So if you were planning to travel for the polar bear dip, nap gonna happen. But we have some other things going on, some of which are beyond just one weekend or one day. They are an ongoing thing. First off, you can already go to Lake Charles, Louisiana for the Mardi Gras Southwest Louisiana. That's going on from now until March 5th in Lake Charles. It's Mardi Gras time. Not officially, but in Lake Charles, they ought to make it year-round if I were leading the local government there. Coming up on January 11th to the 12th, it's the Louisiana Fur and Wildlife Festival going on in Cameron, Louisiana, not far from Lake Charles. In Brooksville, Florida, next weekend, January 19th and 20th, this is of interest to me because I'm a Civil War buff, they have the annual Brooksville Raid Reenactment. And I think this is their 29th year of having that. That is in North Florida. It's essentially where I-75 and I-10 come together. I think that's right where Brooksville is. And they'll have the annual reenactment there. Big deal. And I was hoping to have someone from the reenactment on as a guest today, but they were, I guess, living in the 19th century and didn't answer my email. But it is a really neat thing to learn about Florida's Civil War history. It's not as colorful and maybe not as numerous as Virginia and Tennessee and a place like South Carolina where it began. But even Florida, which was a relatively infant state in 1861 and 1865 in that time period, they still had battles. I even have a friend of mine whose ancestor was from Maine was working in Florida when the war started and he was in the maritime industry and joined the Confederate Navy and was a Confederate Navy personnel. I don't, he wasn't an officer. I guess he was an apprentice, whatever they have it. And I don't remember the terminology for the CSN, but yeah, he was a Confederate Naval sailor and he was actually from Maine. And the funny thing is his great grandson, I think, is what he is. His name is Joe Smith, and he's the drummer for country music band Sawyer Brown. If you like Sawyer Brown music, the drummer, the curly-haired guy, well, he has a Confederate ancestor who was from Maine, of all places. And and Joe grew up in Maine. But he's proud of his CSN history, which is pretty cool. Not many Confederate sailors, but that is my knowledge of what happened there in Florida from a Civil War standpoint. Also in Florida, in Titusville, going on January 23rd through the 28th, this is of interest to a lot of people, the Space Coast Birding and Wildlife Festival there in Titusville on the Space Coast of Florida. In Raleigh, North Carolina, January 26th, the 18th annual African American Cultural Celebration goes on at the North Carolina Museum of History. So go, if you're in North Carolina and want to go to Raleigh, a great celebration of the history of black people there on display January 26th of this month. And finally, down across the state line from North Carolina in Charleston, 
in, on January 27th. It's the Low Country Oyster Festival. And it is oyster. It's prime time for oysters right now. I can't wait to shuck a few next time I'm down in the Low Country. Get that oyster, put it on a cracker, get a little hot sauce, and you're in heaven. Now, hopefully I won't have an allergic reaction. Oysters can be a little scary, but hey, South Carolina oysters, delish, delish. Apalachicola, you do good too. Now, from the website Style Blueprint, they've got a list of 17 Southern events and happenings going on in the month of January that I want to tell you about. Some of these highlight a few of the 17 in the Queen City of Charlotte, going on now through March 8th, it's the Soul of the South Uptown Food Tour. Now, you got to buy tickets for this, but I guess they got some fancy eating in the Queen City of Charlotte. You can go there and check it out. In Louisville, Kentucky, going on this weekend, the Louisville Rock Lottery 3 at Headliners Music Hall. And that is where 25 local musicians join together and create five bands to perform at Headliners Music Hall. And it takes place this weekend. you got to pay 15 bucks to get in. But if you like music and you're in Louisville, sounds like a good time. And coming up in Music City, USA, Nashville, January 15th through 20th, On Your Feet is taking place at TPAC, the Tennessee Performing Arts Center. And this follows the incredible story of Emilio and Gloria Estefan's journey to chart-topping musical sensations with award-winning songs and choreography. Go to tpac.org for more info. That's T-P-A-C, the website for that. And that's some of the ideas, the 17 Southern events and happenings for the month of January from styleblueprint.com, connecting women to their community. Well, we will be back in hour two. Don't miss out on it. We're going to have book talk, and then we're going to move over to the gridiron and Keep picking on Alabama for their complete meltdown on the West Coast. We're going to hear from our friend Ryan Fowler, the host of The Game in Tuscaloosa, the daily talk show about Alabama Crimson Tide sports. We're going to hear a listen-in of his show from this week where he had to explain. He had some splaining to do, and the audience had some splaining to do about Nick Saban. Is the dynasty over? Well, we'll talk about it. We'll hear from Paul Feinbaum. One caller the other day kept calling him Paul Feinberg, but his name's Paul Feinbaum from Memphis, Tennessee, and a University of Tennessee alumnus, Paul Feinbaum, on the SEC Network and ESPN. And we have a listen-in of what he had to say about Alabama's complete embarrassment as we have our SEC Spotlight next hour. You don't want to miss it. Plus, we've got some basketball talk, too, about the SEC. That's all ahead on The Y'all Show. Your skin does a lot for you. It endures the cold and sun and nights when you sleep with your makeup on. Tell it you love it back during the Love Your Skin event at Ulta Beauty with brands like Philosophy, Dermalogica, and Clinique. All 50% off with daily beauty steals. Plus, licensed skin experts will give your skin the love it deserves with customized facial treatments that fit your needs and goals. Hurry in now through January 26th for a gift with purchase from brands like Mario Badescu, Peter Thomas Roth, and Murad. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Geico presents unhelpful home improvement how-tos. A slippery bathroom floor can result in expensive hospital bills. So today, I'll show you how to cushion a serious fall by filling your bathroom with thousands of plastic balls. Just nail a piece of plywood across the doorway and dump in 2,000 multicolored plastic balls. 
You could try to protect yourself with a bathroom full of plastic balls, or you could get liability coverage through the GEICO Insurance Agency. Visit GEICO.com and see how affordable renter's insurance can be. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com adopt us kids presents what to expect when you're expecting a teenager learning the lingo Today, I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Hello, hello, hello. This is the Y'all Show back with you for hour two here on this Thursday. Your gracious host, John Rawl. Glad to be riding in the commander's chair and bringing all kinds of Southern information and Southern fun to you. We hope we do. And we appreciate you tuning us in. Our number is 803-816-1170. If you want to call or text anytime, we welcome your feedback. If you've got a suggestion or want to maybe have a tip that you want to let us know about hey we welcome it here that would be the perfect january present we didn't get a lot of stocking stuffers at christmas time so you can make our day by sharing your input here on the y'all show 803-816-1170 is the magic number to reach out to us via call or text real simple well here on the y'all show we will talk about the sec in just a few minutes we're going to talk about Alabama's complete meltdown, their complete embarrassment to the conference, to the nation, to the university, to Nick Saban, his legacy. This will always be a footnote in Nick Saban's bio. Here's the great Nick Saban, the dynasty that is Alabama, and he could have won another national championship. It's okay to lose to Clemson. That would be hard to swallow. But still, to be embarrassed, and that was the case at Levi's Stadium, we'll hear from Paul Feinbaum. We'll listen in a little clip from his show that he was on on ESPN, 
We'll also hear from our friend Ryan Fowler, the host of the game on Tide in the Tide Sports Talk Station in Tuscaloosa. And Ryan was back. He was in Santa Clara for the game and he came back into Tuscaloosa this week. And I just had to listen in. I had to hear the reaction of the fans. You know, Alabama is known for some eccentric fans <laughs> and some vocal fans too. So we will have a little portion of Ryan having to come to grips with Alabama maybe not being the greatest team right now because I told you they ain't. Clemson is the best team in college football. And I'm no Tiger lover, as I've explained over and over again here on the show. So you know it even means more coming from me when I say that. Here on the Y'all Show, we don't just talk football. We like to diversify things. We're all about diversity. It's 2019, y'all. we got to be diverse. Well, one of the things we do to spice it up and keep you from saying, oh, that show's just about football. That show's just about Donald Trump. That show's just about country music. No, we're, we're a little bit of everything. And one of the things that we try to do here is we like to talk about our Southern authors and our books that are available. If you are a book reader, well, we have what we call now Buy the Book, where we look at new offerings. And many of these authors go around the South to some of our great bookstores and actually speak and sign their book. So if you have a favorite true local Southern bookseller not far from you, Check out their website, get their newsletter, and I'll bet you one, if not all, of these half dozen books I'm about to tell you about, that author may be stopping by, and you can go listen, and you can go buy the book, and and you can get the author to sign your book. Isn't that a deal? Uh, Nick Saban's not going to sign a book for you anytime soon, but authors will, especially authors like Misha Marin. Misha has a new novel, which hit newsstands this week. It's called Sugar Run, a novel. And it's one of Entertainment Weekly's most anticipated books of the new year. And in 1989, Jody McCarty is 17 years old when she's sentenced to life in prison. And when she's released 18 years later, she finds herself at a Greyhound bus stop reeling from the shock of unexpected freedom but determined to chart a better course for herself, not yet able to return to her lost home in the Appalachian Mountains. Jody heads south in search of someone she left behind and as a way of finally making amends. There she meets and falls in love with Miranda. Uh-oh. A lesbian-type story, it looks like. A troubled young mother living in a motel room with her children. Together they head toward what they hope will be a fresh start. But what do you do with your past? And with a town and a family that refuses to forget or to change. Again, that's in the book Sugar Run, a novel out right now from author Misha Marin. And Misha Marin is an author that has had a couple of other works. This is on the Algonquin Books brand. Imprint is a technical term. So if you are into a love-type story, this could be calling your name from this author right now. Sugar Run. Now, moving on to another book out right now. It came out earlier this week. Reading Reconstruction, Sherwood Bonner and the Literature of the Post-Civil War South. If you're into the academic side of Southern history, 
This could be a book written by Catherine McKee and Scott Romine. And this book begins by tracing the historical context that defined the life in Holly Springs, Mississippi, just after the Civil War. And it traces writer Catherine Sherwood Bonner McDowell, who lived from 1849 to 1883. Holly Springs, Mississippi, also the home of one of the most famous black journalists, Ida B. Wells. That's her hometown. So some good writing in the city of Holly Springs. Also the home of current day, I don't want to call him a writer. I don't know what he is. He, he, he fancies himself as a journalist, but he doesn't even have a degree in journalism or a degree at all from a college. That would be Fox News' Shepard Smith from Holly Springs, Mississippi, in North Mississippi. But this book here looks at Holly Springs post-Civil War. Check it out. Reading Reconstruction, Sherwood Bonner, and the Literature of the Post-Civil War South out right now. Now, here's another book that looks at our region. To Live Here, You Have to Fight. How Women Led Appalachian Movements for Social Justice. And this is out by Jessica Wilkerson. It came out just before New Year's and launched in 1964. The War on Poverty took aim at the coal fields of Southern Appalachia. And the federal government found unexpected allies among working class white women devoted to a local tradition of citizen caregiving and seasoned by decades of activism and community service. And Wilkerson tells their stories within the larger drama of efforts to enact change in the 1960s and 70s. Remember, it was that time where I think President Johnson went to West Virginia and other places, the war on poverty. And this book is right there in that time period. I don't know if that war on poverty and that trip to West Virginia, because I wasn't even alive in the mid-1960s, I don't know if that factored into the civil rights legislation of the day, but it probably did. It probably showed that civil rights was not just a black issue. It was a black, white, poor issue, if I had to guess. But certainly we know about minimum wage and other legislative efforts to make people's lives more real. I don't know how people lived. I I know they did, but... I don't know how people got by before there was a federal minimum wage. And I don't even know if the minimum wage came out in the 60s. I can't remember when that came out. But I know you had things like food stamps emerged in this time period. And I don't know how people, they they did. I, I don't know of cases of thousands of people dying of starvation. I'm sure some did, but I, I'm not aware of that. But in those days prior to those acts of Congress, they got by somehow. Maybe this book covers that. To Live Here, You Have to Fight by Jessica Wilkerson out right now. Here's a fun book that could be out for you to check out from author R.J. Lee. Grand Slam Murders, A Bridge to Death Mystery Book One. And it's from Mr. R.J. Lee. And Lee is a Mississippi native, grew up in Natchez, right on the Mississippi River, a lovely place, a lot of antebellum homes. There in Natchez, they even have a tour there in the springtime. You might want to circle on your calendar, and get to this River City and check out here in 2019. But Lee spent 30 years living in both Natchez and New Orleans. He graduated from the University of the South, Sewanee, in Tennessee, and also spent time in other places. Currently lives in Oxford, Mississippi. R.J. Lee does, 
And this book looks at four wealthy widows who make up the venerable Rosalia Bridge Club. And they it's about bridge. And that's a game I know nothing about. But I know, at least in the old days, and maybe for some of you out there, it's still a pastime. And they get around, and I really think it's an excuse to talk about men. <laughs> I think that's what it's probably about. But yeah, bridge... And that is a fun game for some, but Grand Slam Murder is a bridge to death mystery book. If you're looking for a little bit something different here in the new year, this book out on Kensington from R.J. Lee is one that might be calling your name. Just looking at the cover alone makes me smile. It's kind of a cartoon of four women gathered around and two of them have passed out. I didn't mention that I think a lot of people who play bridge probably have something to aid their play as the game goes on. Yeah, catch my drift. Chris Kander has a book out, The Weight of a Piano, a novel. And this is a new book that is coming out January 22nd. Not quite out yet. But Kander graduated from the Honors College at the University of Houston in the city where she was raised and still lives with her husband, daughter, and son. And she's been the writer-in-residence for a couple of years in the schools there and she serves on the imprint advisory board and stewards several little free libraries in the houston area her first novel 11 stories won the independent publisher gold medal for popular fiction and her most recent whisper hollow was long listed for the great santini fiction prize by the southern independent booksellers alliance she's also the author of the world burglar which won the 2014 moonbeam children's book award and now this latest book out from candor the Weight of a Piano, a novel, is available for you. comes out January 22nd. And it actually is a story that kind of goes back to 1962 Soviet Union, also known as Russia, as eight-year-old Katya is bequeathed what will become the love of her life, a piano. So a pretty cool story, especially for all our piano players. And then you fast forward to another time to 2012 in Bakersfield, California. And a piano comes back on the scene there. And it seems like a really fun book. It should be uh, something that could be a great gift to anybody who's a pianist or someone like me who goes to the bathroom and I'm the pianist fool you've ever seen. But uh, no, The Weight of a Piano from Kiss, Chris Kander out right now for all of you looking for a good novel. And finally, in our half dozen books that we're featuring here on today's Y'all Show with John Rawl, we have King of Scars, part of the King of Scars duology from author Lee Bardugo. And you can face your demons or feed them, the teaser here says. Nikolai Lantsov has always had a gift for the impossible. No one knows what he endured in his country's bloody civil war, and he intends to keep it that way. Now, as enemies gather at his weakened borders, the young king must find a way to refill Ravka's coffers, forge new alliances, and stop a rising threat to the once great Grisha army. Again, this is maybe for some of you a little bit more on the fantasy side, but hey, we've got a lot of people out there that enjoy that kind of book. It's on the Imprint Imprint. That's the name of the company. i got to give them credit. Bardigo is the number one New York Times bestselling author of fantasy novels and the creator of the Grishaverse, with over 2 million copies sold, Grishaverse spans the Shadow and Bone Trilogy, the Six of Crows duology, and more. 
And and Lee Bordigo is a female, if you're wondering. It's L-E-I-G-H. Last name is B-A-R-D-U-G-O. And the new book coming out January 29th, King of Scars. If you're into this kind of fantasy or folklore, check it out. Fantasy novel, the latest from this author. And that is a look at our books coming out in just a few days or some that may be available right now if you want to buy the book. On the other side of the break, we're going to switch over from books to a team that had the book handed to them, Alabama. And we're going to talk about their complete meltdown, their complete embarrassment, their complete, uh, we want a refund. We were promised this was the greatest team in college football history this year. And they let Clemson from the ACC, the little old ACC, take them to the woodshed. And we'll talk about it. We'll have some reaction from our friend Ryan Fowler in Tuscaloosa, as well as Paul Feinbaum, Mr. Alabama Crimson Tide. And we'll also talk about recruiting in the SEC and SEC basketball. Some teams doing real good right now, including those Vols from Knoxville. We'll have all that on the other side of the break. This is the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. Your skin does a lot for you. It endures the cold and sun and nights when you sleep with your makeup on. Tell it you love it back during the Love Your Skin event at Ulta Beauty with brands like Philosophy, Dermalogica, and Clinique. All 50% off with daily beauty steals. Plus, licensed skin experts will give your skin the love it deserves with customized facial treatments that fit your needs and goals. Hurry in now through January 26th for a gift with purchase from brands like Mario Badescu, Peter Thomas Roth, and Murad. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. Shaquille O'Neal here. If you battle back or hip pain or knee or shoulder pain, you don't have to tough it out. You can just turn it off with Smart Relief from Icy Hot. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that safely block pain at the nerve level. It's simple, easy to use, and it's been clinically tested to start providing immediate relief for hours, even after you turn it off. So if you're battling pain, let Icy Hot help you win that battle. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Use only as directed. The Million Dollar Band from the University of Alabama here on the Y'all Show, our SEC Spotlight here on this Thursday program. And Alabama, sorry, we will not play Yay Alabama. You didn't win the national championship. You don't deserve to have your fight song played. But, hey, we respect you, and we're going to play one of your other songs that may not get quite as much attention. So enjoy that, Bama fans. And I'm going to pick on Bama here for a few, but I also have to admit, Alabama, you still are in control when it comes to total national championships. You've got 17 in your back pocket. And Clemson may be right there with you now, and other programs are nipping at your heel, but you're still king of the mountain in most ways. So don't beat, and you sure are the king of the mountain in the state of Alabama. If that means anything to you, sorry, Albie, but Alabama, you had an opportunity for an 18th national championship this past Monday night, and it just didn't work out for you. And Clemson wins. So Alabama denied Nick Saban denied 
44-16, Trevor Lawrence looked like a superstar on the field. I, I may not have told you this. I saw a tweet coming out the other day from one of my favorite people in the whole world and the guy that makes me laugh maybe more than a lot of people, and that would be David Spade. Y'all know David Spade, actor, comedian, and just a humorous guy. And he had a tweet that he sent out during the national championship game on Monday night that is hilarious. Of course, one of the movies David Spade famous for, Joe Dirt. And Spade, from his actual Twitter account, at David Spade, put a tweet out Monday night saying, The Joe Dirt QB for Clemson crushed it tonight. He has a solid chance with Brandy. (laughs) And I had to check it out. Remember, Brandy was his love interest in the movie Joe Dirt. And after doing some heavy-duty research here on the Y'all Show, I found out that actress, who I actually have not seen in another movie since that time, is Brittany Daniel. Brittany Daniel is a native of Gainesville, Florida, and has been in various TV and film roles throughout her career. But Brandy was the role she played in Joe Dirt and the sequel to that. And Trevor Lawrence, according to David Spade, you may have a chance with Brandy with your pretty boy looks out there, that that hair flowing. I don't know how football players, including Trevor Lawrence, have long hair. In fact, didn't I see, was it the NFL or was it the national championship game? Someone was actually caught pulling hair over this past couple of days when I was watching TV. See, this is a good thing, but it's a bad thing. There's so much football. Unfortunately, college football is over. There's been so much football to watch over the holidays that I'm losing track of which games I saw and which ones. You probably know what I'm talking about if you've seen as much football as I watched. But, yeah, if you're going to have hair flowing out of that helmet, someone can grab it. I don't even know if that's considered a penalty in college or in the NFL. But someone did get flagged for that. But Joe Dirt called out Trevor Lawrence for beautiful locks of hair flowing. And I agree. By the way, actress Brittany Daniel, 42 years old, young now. 42 years young is the correct way I I should say that. And she's uh, diagnosed, she has non-Hodgkin's lymphoma diagnosed with that a couple of years ago. And she went under chemotherapy. So maybe that may be the reason we haven't seen her in as many movies. She's now cancer free and got married in 2017 this actress from Florida originally. But back to Alabama. Okay, Alabama, I am filibustering here. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Joe Dirt. Speaking of quarterbacks, Alabama's quarterback, Jalen Hurts, who did not play until the game was pretty much settled Monday night, it was announced Wednesday that Jalen Hurts is looking toward leaving the program as he's entered his name and info into the NCAA transfer portal. And Hertz, who's a junior, has a year of eligibility remaining, and he's graduating in December, which means he can transfer and play immediately. I don't know what the rules for SEC teams are. I wonder if he can transfer to any team, including SEC teams, if there's not some kind of gentleman's agreement in the SEC keeping him from going to another SEC school. Hertz, a former SEC Offensive Player of the Year as a freshman for Alabama, as a starter, was 26-2 and two, with two national championship game appearances in his two seasons 
as starting quarterback. And, of course, this year he was beat out for the most part by sophomore Tua Tagviola for the starting job, and Hertz was pretty much relegated to a backup role, but he did come in and help the Tide win that SEC championship game against Georgia. He is a Houston, Texas native, six foot two, perhaps looking to go back to his home state to play, but he's entered his name into what they call the NCAA transfer portal, which is probably not a binding thing. He may decide to stick right there in Tuscaloosa, but he could find himself, you could find himself going somewhere else. Hey, Georgia has had a quarterback transfer out of there. Of course, they're in love with Fromm. I doubt he would want to go there, but there is a little bit of an opening. I I would love to see someone like Jalen Hurts go to a team that isn't even a contender. Go to a Sunbelt team or perhaps an FCS team and see what this guy who was the best in the SEC on offense a couple of years ago just lighted up if he still has that skill set, and I'm sure he does, and and become maybe even more valuable from an NFL standpoint. He's already got a national championship ring. So keep your eye out on what's going on the Jalen Hurts front, the saga of Jalen Hurts coming from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Now, our friend Ryan Fowler, we had him on a couple times. We had him on back in the summer. We also had Ryan come on in the middle of football season talking about the Alabama Crimson Tide, and he predicted that the Tide, no big strange prediction, he predicted that the Tide would make it back to the national championship game, and he predicted they would win. And most people, most people of sound mind thought that. You had to be a real thinking outside the box kind of fella or lady to even consider Clemson as a winner or another team. Oklahoma, Perhaps some people thought they could pull it out after they got the Heisman Trophy. But Ryan hosts the afternoon show on Tide 102.9 in Tuscaloosa. Does a great job each and every afternoon on that station, which you can hear online as well at Tide102.9.com. And if you want to know about Alabama sports, he's your guy. He devotes himself to it. I saw him on the sideline out in Santa Clara. I saw him at the SEC championship game. He's at every Alabama road game, every Alabama home game. Amazing job that he does. And I've had a chance to work with him for many years on his effort. Uh, We did Bama roll call together. And and now he's just doing his afternoon show on Tide 102.9. But I knew Ryan and the Alabama homers, and and in this case, he's in Tuscaloosa. You have the right to be a homer if you're in the hometown. I knew they would be animated when it came to digesting the beat down, the thumping, the humiliation. Give me some more words. The surrender. They they just they, they didn't even look like Alabama. I think Furman, Clemson's very first opponent in 2018, I think the Furman Paladins probably did better against Clemson than Alabama. (laughs) Go F.U. I I really think so. Go back and look. At least they tried to fight throughout the four quarters. Alabama, it almost looked like they surrendered before halftime. Clemson had their number. Now, why did that happen? Was it a coaching thing? Now, it's going to be real easy for Alabama, the fans, 
to point to it was the coordinator's fault. This team was calling the wrong plays. Look, they're supposed to have the best talent in football. This was supposed to be the best team in the history of college football. And they let everybody down if you're an Alabama fan. Clemson are over, Clemson's over in the corner just giggling like a schoolgirl. <laughs> best team ever. Well, now Clemson can make that claim. Clemson is the first team since the 1897 Penn Quakers to go 15-0 and during a football season. Dabo, a Dabo Sweeney, that is, the head coach of the Tigers, an Alabama Crimson Tide alum, played there in the early 90s with Gene Stallings. He's got things rolling in Pickens County, South Carolina. He's got it rolling in the South Carolina upstate along the shores of Lake Hartwell. And Alabama is along the shores of the Black Warrior River wondering what just happened. Well, let's go listen in. We're going to hear from Ryan Fowler. We're going to hear from Paul Feinbaum. Which one y'all want to hear from first? Uh, Well, we'll hear from Ryan. Ryan deserves more airtime than Paul Feinbaum anyway. In fact, Tide 102.9 used to carry Paul Feinbaum every afternoon. But when Paul got too big for his britches and went up to Charlotte to be on the SEC network, they actually decided to move Ryan's show and expand it. And now in Tuscaloosa, on that sports station, the only sports station in Tuscaloosa, there is no Paul Feinbaum. It's it's only Ryan Fowler in the afternoon. And he does an amazing job, has amazing guests. Let's go in and listen to Ryan uh, earlier this week when he was on his show back from California, get his reaction. Also, maybe we'll hear a, a caller or two try to justify and try to understand what in the heck happened to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Right above the urinal in Levi Stadium says, Warning, recycled water. Do not drink. Right above the urinal. I kid you not. So why would they have to put that sign there? A little reminder never hurts anybody. Oh, I and 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 they make fun of us in the South. They they make fun of us in the South. Oh, whoa, whoa. listen, I've been a lot of places in this great state, Alabama, the beautiful, but I've never seen a sign above the urinal that said "Do not drink." There is some freaks out there, and hopefully that's the last time they ever play a national championship. Uh, in, in that part of the area. So listen, listen, uh, Alabama, disappointing. Uh, you celebrate some of the things, but in, in, I, I think the biggest thing is you got to give credit to Clemson, man. I mean, uh, as much as we could sit here and complain about Alabama, but I, I'm really curious what went wrong for Alabama. What you think went wrong? Uh, calls already jammed up. Let's go to Eve. Eve, uh, good afternoon. You're in the game. Hey, um, I just, I think what went wrong was some poor calling by the coaches. The refs, didn't call pass interference, holding, saw it all night long. But I just want to say my heart hurts, but not just for me, but for those young men and the coaches that lost that game last night because that's a great team. They have nothing to hang their head about. Hold your head high because I'm a true Bama fan. I've lived in Tuscaloosa all my life, and I love the mighty Crimson Tide, and we will be there again next year, I promise. Well, you, you hope, but uh, Alabama's at a uh, – there's some areas that they're going to have to fix. I agree with that. I yeah. agree with that. But I think yeah, our defense wasn't as good this year 
as it has been in the past years. We need we need some work on defense. Well, and and the offensive line. If you listen to this show, the offensive line uh, has been something I've harped on forever. I said uh, the same thing. Yeah, and, and and I think what happened was Tua's quick release helps that offensive mm-hmm. line appear mm-hmm. better than what they really are. This is the Y'all Show, and that was Ryan Fowler and company from Tide 102.9, the radio station, the sports radio station to be exact, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, as he was trying to make sense of Alabama's 44-16 to loss to the Clemson Tigers, and Alabama is denied their 18th national championship. Well, another fellow who has a legend of talking about Alabama football on the radio airwaves in the state of Alabama, but has taken that beyond the Yellow Hammer State. Paul Feinbaum, he's now on the SEC Network. He's always on ESPN, especially during football season. He was a guest earlier this week on First Take on ESPN. And we're going to go now and hear a portion of that interview that Paul gave with Stephen A. Smith and the rest of the crew of First Take on ESPN. And it's just funny to hear Paul Ramajammer Feinbaum. That's what a lot of people accuse him of. And I know so because I've told you before, I have a lot of Clemson friends. And in fact, the the friends that I have that are Clemson friends, they they even before Monday, they were the most vocal on Facebook, not just about Clemson, but about anything going on. So it doesn't help if you're not a, if you're not a big fan of Clemson like I am, that those vocal friends, man, it, it make it makes me not even want to go on Facebook. I'm kind of scared to go there. But I had a friend of mine who loves Clemson, married a Clemson native. She didn't go to uh, she didn't graduate from Clemson, but she grew up in the town of Clemson, South Carolina. And on Tuesday, he was saying that he was getting off work early going to get some popcorn and going to sit down and watch the whole four hours of Paul Feinbaum on the SEC Network because of the reaction that he was looking forward to seeing. The maybe apology for Paul Feinbaum for being such a homer to the SEC and to Alabama. I don't know if that happened. I didn't tune in. I got other stuff to worry about, including the y'all show. But we're going to go now and listen to this clip of Paul Feinbaum talking about Clemson's dominance over Alabama in the national championship game. From the ESPN show, first take. I was gobsmacked in that stadium last night. Uh, I, I couldn't believe my eyes, and 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 I still can't. Uh, even though uh, the sun has gone down and <laughs> has come back up again today, because uh, we're so used to seeing the dominance of Nick Saban, we're so used to seeing him shut down the other quarterback not the other way around. I mean, there are many reasons. I've heard some of the show today, uh, and I think there have been a lot of sound explanations, but 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 in the end, it's still hard to come up with a, a specific reason why Nick Saban got uh, beaten as badly as I have ever seen him, and that includes his first year when uh, he had a 7-6 and six record. I mean, he, he was he, his clothes were taken off, and he was left uh, on the street naked uh he was exposed as he has never been before and uh, it's it's just downright shocking paul paul i was thinking about you last night i think i tweeted with you attached to it last <laughs> night I, I was like paul what the hell is going on here i couldn't believe uh, what i was watching uh but one of the things that shocked me and tell me if you saw this paul i looked at nick saban on the sideline as early as the second quarter 
looking completely lost, like humbled, like it's over. It, it literally appeared that way as early as the second quarter. As you were in the stadium watching this game, is that what you saw? Yeah. Uh, I was on the Alabama sidelines uh, throughout the game, Stephen A., and, uh, and he, he just didn't seem to have an edge, and, and you, you saw it on the other side. And, and usually Saban has some fire under him. Yeah, I mean, he is, he is robotic uh, in many respects, but I, I think in the end, they just Alabama has gotten so used to winning that they go out there and think that they are going to beat the, the next team. And, and, I, I, and, I, and I'm as guilty as the next person. I, you know, we, we talked yesterday here and, and on your radio show in more depth and, and, and I you know we probably did not give Clemson enough respect but the reason we didn't or I didn't was because I didn't think they had played really quality opposition and uh, so we were we were saying Trevor Lawrence was very good but he hasn't faced Alabama yet but what he faced was a team defensively that that coaches have whispered about all year some have said it out loud but not too loud and in the end, I think this game came down to Alabama's defensive coordinator, Tosh Lapoy, not being ready for the moment. He is easily the weakest defensive coordinator that Nick Saban has had. He said it. Paul Feinbaum, he kind of had to take his beating. And you do the crime, you pay the fine. And uh, Paul Feinbaum, <laughs> no way he, that was a pleasant interview for him. But he has to show the SEC flag. That's what pays his bills. And and Alabama will probably be back. I have to say probably. Eh, yeah, they'll be back. Of course they will because they're Alabama, for goodness sake. Hey, we'll be back. We're going to a break here on the Y'all Show. When we come back, we've got some football recruiting to get to from the SEC. We've got a ranking of all 14 teams when it comes to college football recruiting. And we're going to talk about SEC basketball. Yeah, conference play is now up and going big time. We even had an upset this week just a couple of nights ago. We'll tell you about it here when we come back on the final segment of today's Y'all Show. Talk with the Southern Accent with your host, the General John Rawl. Let's observe the inflatable Noodle Man. His constant undulating entices people to look at me, look at me. He's tireless and brainless, a literal airhead. Curiously, however, the inflatable noodle man, when hearing that Geico not only saves people money, but also has an award-winning app that makes it easy to manage one's policy, he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Just ask an inflatable noodle man. Carefully, they are unpredictable creatures. Hey, this is Shaq. When I was playing ball, our team doctors helped me overcome pain with something called TENS therapy. And Icy Hot Smart Relief is that same kind of therapy. You just push a button and whoosh. Smart Relief sends waves of relaxing pulses that immediately start blocking pain. Back, hip, knee, or shoulder pain. Even works for hours after you turn it off. Man, this Smart Relief so smart, they should call it Shaq Relief. Ooh, I like that one. Somebody write that down for me. Turn on Smart Relief and turn off pain. Get my lawyer on the phone. You need to patent that. Use only as directed. Now for the final segment of the Y'all Show, talk with a southern accent with your host, 
John Rawl and that the fight song of Texas A&M and the war hymn, I think is what that's called. And Texas A&M, of course, they got a big win in the bowl game against NC State in Jacksonville at the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl thumped NC State. So can we trade Texas A&M for Alabama? Because Alabama got thumped by Clemson and then ACC team NC State thumped by Texas A&M. So perhaps A&M, and, and then Georgia got embarrassed. So yeah, A&M, you're the darling of the SEC right now. So you deserve to have your song played. And LSU did pretty good too. And those two teams naturally are some of the leaders when it comes to the team rankings for recruiting. There's going to be a second National Signing Day coming up the first Wednesday in February. And from 247sports.com, we have the 2019 SEC football team rankings as of this very moment. And we appreciate Jonathan Leifheit of 24-7 Sports, a CBS Sports digital site, for having all this data for us and taking a look. No surprise, that team that just fell apart Monday night is atop the SEC rankings, number one in the football recruiting. Alabama is. They have three five-star recruits already in their corner. They got 24 four-stars in their corner. I don't know the breakdown, how many are signed or unsigned, but that is why Alabama is atop the football team rankings from the recruiting standpoint from 24-7 sports. Georgia comes in at number two. They've got 23 commits. The Aggies, Jimbo Fisher doing a fantastic job, and Texas A&M is number three in the latest 24-7 poll. Not a poll, but rankings. The LSU Tigers and Ed O are doing well. They're at number four with 21 commits. The Gators of Florida come in at number five. The Gus Bus, the Auburn Tigers, checking in at number six. They have 17 commits on the Plains right now. Not a bad deal for Tennessee. Jeremy Pruitt, the Vols, number seven, the team that didn't even go to a bowl, a team that had a losing season. And the Big Orange, number seven in the 24-7 sports recruiting rankings as of this second Arkansas, they also missed out on a bowl. They are at number eight in the 24-7 sports ranking. The South Carolina Gamecocks, they fell apart in bowl season, but they check in at number nine in this ranking of recruiting. Mississippi State is at 10. Matt Luke and the Mississippi Land Sharks are at 11. They actually just had a guy, uh, I think the top player in Mississippi who lived in the Jackson area who was committed to the Sharks. He just decommitted. Big loss for them. I don't even know his name, but it was a big deal when I saw it come out this week. Kentucky trying to get a little bit of a a boost from their bowl win over Penn State. They check in at number 12 in the latest 24-7 sports recruiting rankings. The Cats have 23 commits in the barn right now. Missouri has 21 commits, and they are at 13. And the Vanderbilt Commodores, the doors pulling up the rear, At number 14, 23 commits for the Commodores who lost their bowl game in Houston, Texas against the Baylor Bears. And that's the 2019 SEC football team rankings when it comes to 2019 recruiting big, you know, big stars, the high school kids making their decisions. All of this, does it really matter? Yeah, it actually, it it sort of matters. I won't say it doesn't matter. It, It definitely matters because you can see a correlation between who gets the big recruits and who wins championship games and who plays in championship games. You don't see teams like Vanderbilt 
in the national championship talk right now. But if they can improve their stake, they, they possibly could be there. And it's good to see some of these teams are maybe doing better in recruiting than they did on the gridiron in 2018. Now, the SEC also has college basketball up and going right now. And we already are seeing some upsets. We'll tell you about that momentarily. But looking at the latest AP Top 25 poll, we told you earlier in the week in our ACC spotlight that Duke and Virginia split the number one spot. Duke's atop the poll, the AP poll, and Virginia, the Who's coming at number one in the coaches poll. But the Tennessee Vols are number three in both AP and coaches polls. So good job there on Rocky Top by the Vols. Other SEC teams that seem to be getting a little bit of attraction from a ranking standpoint, Bruce Pearl's Auburn Tigers are 11 in the AP poll, 10 in the coaches poll. Mississippi State, they had a bad loss. I'll tell you about that in a second this week. But the Dogs are number 14 in the AP poll. Kentucky, how in the world could Kentucky be fourth in the SEC in the rankings? But they are because they trail, as I just said, Tennessee, Auburn, and Mississippi State. But the Cats are 10-3 and overall right now, ranked number 18 in the AP poll. And that's all of the SEC teams in the rankings, those four, the fearsome foursome right now in the rankings of college football, college basketball. So I still got bas- I got to get this football thing off my chest because, hey, it's not fair to these basketball players who are trying to make it to March Madness. But, yeah, college basketball, check it out. It's going to be all over now that football's complete. You'll see games all throughout the midweek. And on the weekend, if you have ESPN or Fox or any of the other areas that you can watch all the games that are available. And if you really like the sport, I encourage you to pay a few dollars and get the ESPN Plus. I am a a subscriber to that. And it's amazing all the offerings and all the wacky, crazy games and or colleges, schools that you don't even know their nicknames, but you'll, you'll end up watching the game because, hey, what else you got to do? chores cook cut grass you don't have to cut grass this time of year so yeah why not have an espn plus subscription plus if you're like me you can write it off on your taxes so that's a another good reason gotta get back at the fed if you can and looking at the current standings of the sec the vols are tied with a 2-0 start to the sec they're tied with the south carolina gamecocks the gamecocks aren't ranked They've actually had a terrible start to the season, but the Gamecocks knocked off the Mississippi State Bulldogs at Colonial Life Arena in Columbia this week in a midweek game, and they defeated Florida over the weekend. So Frank Martin's ball club, maybe not quite ready to get back to the Final Four, but at least at the start of the 2018-19 college basketball season, the Gamecocks looking real good from an SEC perspective. So congrats to the Gamecocks for making that happen. LSU follows the Gamecocks. LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas are all undefeated in the conference. Now the rest of the teams either have not played and or have lost. Kentucky trails Arkansas. And then you got Alabama. Alabama had a big win over Kentucky in Tuscaloosa over the weekend. Good job there by the Crimson Tide. Auburn's right in the middle of the pack. And Mississippi State trails them, followed by Missouri, Vanderbilt, Florida, Georgia, and Texas A&M. Texas A&M is the only SEC team with an overall losing record at 6-7. and seven. 
Not sure what's going on there with the basketball Aggies, but they need to step it up. That's a team that's actually been a force in college basketball the last few years. Maybe they've had some attrition. Now, coming up this weekend in the SEC, in terms of college basketball, all the games are on Saturday. Check out the Egg Bowl as Egg Bowl basketball-wise. As Mississippi and Mississippi State meet at the Hump in Starkville, that will be a CBS television game. That will be a 1 o'clock start Eastern, 12 o'clock Starkville time as the Sharks and the Dogs on the basketball court. Missouri travels to South Carolina. That's also a high noon Central start. Texas A&M visits Alabama. Georgia is at Auburn for the Deep South's oldest rivalry basketball style. Tennessee and Florida, not quite the rivalry in basketball as it is in football, but the Vols, number three, going to take on Michael White's Gators. Gators looking to bounce back. LSU is at Arkansas and a game at Rupp Arena this weekend. Saturday night, Kentucky hosts the Vanderbilt Commodores, and that's what's going on in the SEC from a hoops perspective, and we'll be with you bringing more and more hoops talk as we go through the next couple of months, getting you ready for March Madness and which of these SEC teams will be playing in the madness. Well, that will conclude our Thursday Y'all Show with John Rawl. Thank y'all for tuning us in. And we'll be right back here Friday. We'll have our Friday free for y'all. We'll have so much more. We'll have a flashback as well. It'll be a lot of fun. We appreciate you tuning us in. And we'll see you then. Y'all take care. And roll tide. <laughs>
A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council.